Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morancy. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Buffalo, and everybody else in between. The Friday Night Freak Show has a begun, begun, begun. Series XM Channel 159 of the Sports Grid Radio Networks. Welcome, our radio affiliates. Momentarily. It's time to drop the puck. We've got game two of the NBA Finals. Game one, Stanley Cup Finals. we got the Dodgers and the Yankees, an historic legacy of, of franchises going head-to-head. We've got it all. we got a full house on the program of this evening. So let's set the, um, let's set the scene uh, for you. You know how we roll. You know how we do it. All right, uh, we got Rob Vino. Rob Vino's going to step up, and then we'll talk uh, NBA Finals with Mr. Rob Vino. Wager talk. RobVinoSports.com in the house. Brent Beard kicks it with us. College football. The countdown to kickoff is on. It's getting real, man. Uh, the media days are here. The television networks are starting to announce um, their, their big game schedules. Brent Beard's a Heisman Trophy voter. Brent Beard steps up. and we got a lot of news as far as the Pac-12, the Big Ten, the SEC, and everything else is concerned. Brent Beard kicks it with us. And, of course, it's time to drop the puck. Arash Markazi steps up and in straight from the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. The Big E, Eric Cohen, TSN Edge in the house. As we stated, we got a full house on the program this evening. Different opinions, different sports. We're hitting it all. But we're going to focus in on the NBA playoffs and, of course, the Stanley Cup finals, as well as week eight of the USFL. And, oh, yeah, we got the French Open uh, going on. Oh, yeah, we have the under-20 World Cup of Soccer. It's kind of a big tournament. We've got a full slate of MLS Soccer. Uh, this weekend. So there's a little bit of something for everybody. We always uh, tell everybody you got to follow us on Twitter at Sports Rage. And uh, we post our picks. We killed game one of the NBA Finals, although there were a couple of players that did let us down. But a lot of the matchups that we talked about, that we thought that were going to be exposed, um, that the Miami Heat had disadvantages at were exposed. There's a lot of talk about Spolstra and the eyes of genius and all this. We know he's a genius. He's going to have to be. Like, you, you know, you better be. Like Einstein might you know, better be sitting in in the war room with you guys. There's not a whole hell of a lot you can do to beat the Denver uh, Nuggets. You've got to hope that they kind of beat themselves. But this team's on a roll uh, right now, and we laid the game and a half. We thought that the Denver Nuggets would win in five or six games. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Welcome to the Friday Night Freak Show. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and you, everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Countdown to puck drop is on. we got a Stanley Cup uh, finals set to begin. We've got Arash Mikhazi going to step up and in and kick it with us from the sportingtrib.com. Of course, Arash can be heard on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, the 50,000-watt juggernaut. 
as you can hear, the late night anger management class. And in fact, we share quite a few of our affiliates, including the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Shout out to everybody uh, on the islands as we kick it. Friday night freak show style. Dodgers, Yankees at Chavez Ravine. NBA Finals, Stanley Cup Finals, USFL Football Under-20, World Cup of Soccer, French Open Tennis. Hey, we got a UFC fight night. We got it all. And, um, of course, we're going to be at Dodger Stadium Saturday afternoon for the Yankees and Dodgers Fox game of the week. And then next week, we're going to be at UFC 289 in Vancouver, which uh, we're looking forward to. And a week after that, we're going to be in Montreal for the Formula One, the Canadian Grand Prix. We've got a busy couple of weeks uh, coming up. And, uh, you know, we can't wait to, to go to these events. you got to get out sometimes. And, you know, especially before the calm, before the storm. NFL football, we all get locked in our bunkers. Call it football, NFL football. So, uh, you know, we're going to get out there and enjoy the summer a little bit. And uh, we're going to Major League Baseball. We're going to the UFC. And we're going to a Formula One race. That's pretty cool. You know what else is cool? The guests that are joining us this evening. So, Stanley Cup Finals. You want to get into the game at uh, T-Mobile, straight for the straight for Las Vegas, Nevada. It'll cost you about 500 bucks to get in the building. That's the cheapest ticket to get into the building. Game one, Stanley Cup Finals. People in Vegas are already planning the parade uh, right now. They're like, man, should we have it on Tropicana? Like, you know, should we have it on Flamingo? Are we going to do it on the Strip? How are we going to do this? And I get it. I get it. There's a lot of excitement, and rightfully so. The Las Vegas Golden Knights are a damn good hockey team, but don't look now to Florida Panthers. Knocked off the number one team in the National Hockey League this year. They knocked off the number two team in the National Hockey League this year. They knocked off the number four team in the National Hockey League this year. So the you know, Las Vegas Golden Knight fan, I don't blame you if you haven't seen the Florida Panthers play because not like people in Florida haven't seen the Florida Panthers play. So I'm not going to call you out for not seeing the Florida Panthers play. This is a tough series. I, it's real hard to get in front of a Florida Panther team that is a 9-1 in one-goal games and 6-0 and in overtime in this postseason. Matthew Kachuk is a man possessed. But the Las Vegas Golden Knights are the deeper team. So we'll get into the Stanley Cup Finals. Rosh Mikazi will join us. He's been taking it all in at Circa. That's the uh, the viewing party for the Las Vegas Golden Knights. If you're in Vegas, go down there and check it out. The Biggie Eric Cohen, TSN Edge, kicks it uh, with us. We'll get his thoughts on the Stanley Cup Finals. Cohen's a longtime hockey um, media, better, and everything else in between. He lives in briefs, pucks. Eric Cohen uh, kicks it uh, with us. We got Rob Vino. We're breaking it down. NBA Finals, USFL, football, and... Speaking of football, Brent Beard steps up and in. Brent Beard kicks it with us. It's the calm before the storm right now, guys, except not really. You know, it's June. All right. Once it's June, it's called, man, when it's July, like, you you know, you better be ready. This isn't like the old days either when there's like 84 teams or 76 teams or, or something like that. The late night anchor management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Oh, countdown to kickoff continues. This is SportsRage. I am Gabriel Morenci, Sirius XM Channel 159 of the Sports Grid Radio Networks. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, including the 50,000-watt juggernaut, the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in the house. SoCal, Arash Markazi kicking it uh, with us uh, tonight, talking USC football. A lot of excitement around the USC Trojan uh, football program. A lot of excitement around the Pac-12, and it's unfortunate what's going on, although UCLA and USC fans are very excited about the move uh, to the Big Ten. But uh, as we've discussed in past weeks, the Pac-12 has some really, really good football teams in their conference uh, this year. And there's some really, really good teams in the SEC, as there always is. And let's bring, bring in a man who covers the SEC. First Coast News, college football analyst, uh, SEC podcast as well. As of course, he's a Heisman uh, Trophy voter. Mr. Brett Beard joins us. Brett, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Gabe, always great to be with you. And we now have not one, but two preseason magazines out. Uh, we have got uh, Lindy's is the latest. Anthon was the first. Phil Steele will be here before July the 4th. But that lets you know that we're getting closer uh, in the month of May and June when they start to come out. We've got a little bit of discrepancy in Lindy's and also in Athlon. Uh, obviously, we've got a lot of media uh, media day spring meetings. Media days will be in July for all the, all the schools. So an unusually busy month right now. There's, the, there's a buzz in the air. There's a buzz in the air. You notice college football coaches are suddenly in the news, <laughs> right? And yes. they're, they're talking. And um, and as you stated, the magazines are out. You know, fans are starting to plan their trips. But you know how you know it's real too, as well. And you know how hardcore of a fan I am, Brent. And I don't get jaded just because I'm in the media. I got goosebumps when you know when the networks start releasing their TV schedules. Yes, like yes. they know they they know what well, we're going to be here on that Saturday afternoon, and it's starting. That's when it starts to get real. And I got to tell you what, I think it, it's probably going to catch a lot of people off guard when they see the Big Ten on CBS schedule has just been released. That's right, the Big Ten on CBS. That's right. There's a lot of moving and shaking going on in the college football world, but not only college football world, Brent, in the media landscape as well. ESPN changing their business and their their business platform and their format and how they, they sell their network. And I'll tell you what, CBS Sports Network slash Paramount really coming on, Brent. Um, you seem to me like the type of guy who would like the show Yellowstone, actually. I don't know if you've seen it before, but very popular show with Kevin Costner. Yeah. I'm a fan of the Tulsa King with Sylvester Stallone, but Paramount Streaming is doing some like really big-time stuff, big-time shows. CBS Sports Network has the rights to the Champions League brand, and they're really getting more aggressive. And, hey, CBS, guys, is uh, going to be hosting Big Ten games, Along and of course they're they're losing the SEC, 
So there's sort of a transition uh, going on in place uh, here. But some interesting big-time uh, programs starting Saturday, September the 7th, Ohio State at Indiana. Uh, Sunday, September the 3rd, Northwestern at Rutgers. Saturday, September the 9th. Now they're doing select games because the the previous rights owners still hold the rights, but they're coming in here. UNLV at Michigan, Saturday, September the 9th. This is the good one, September the 23rd, Iowa at Penn State. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a good one. And um, pretty crazy, too. I was seeing it's going to be the first time. Um, it's the first time that Penn State will ever be on CBS at nighttime yes. before at Happy Valley. Uh, and they've gotten some night games. Now, I know that the league was not overly excited about night games in the Big Ten in November. But I can tell you this. People That's love where the see, money is, Brett. That's where the TV is, numbers are, right? Uh, and they and people love to see that snow falling wherever it might be. And they, they enjoy <laughs> the comfort seeing, of their warm couch. <laughs> yeah, yes, they do. Yes, they do. And an important point that you brought up, a, a couple of things. This is the last year for the SEC on uh, uh, CBS. And I wonder what brad and gary you're going to be doing after that i, I think was going to ask you they're not the espn is going to go with their guys right yes, but yeah so what happens to gary danielson i look i i don't know right now that's going to be fascinating to see but look brad nessler and gary danielson are two of the better ones around so if you could if you could bring them on i think they ought to look at that now cbs uh georgia hosting South Carolina on September the 16th, Florida, Georgia at 3.30 uh, at the end of October, October 28th. No, that's exactly right. And excuse me, I was just getting exactly five of the seven Big Ten games on CBS are set with two noon kickoffs still to be decided on October 28th and November 4th. The first will lead into the annual Georgia-Florida neutral site rivalry game. The second kicking off a CBS triple header, which will also include SEC games at 3.30 and 7.45. So, in other words, CBS is going to be the place to be on Saturday afternoon. Oh, yeah. They got it all, man. Oh, yeah. No question about that. So, uh, and as you said, there are going to be some intriguing doubleheaders between the Big Ten uh, and the SEC. SEC has a doubleheader on October the 14th and a primetime doubleheader uh, also on November the 4th. Something you said that, that I wanted to add to on Sunday, September the 3rd, there is a Big Ten game. And that night, oh my, in Orlando, LSU, Florida State, uh, that that will be a great day. And, and uh, Gabe, people are beginning to realize that Sunday of Labor Day weekend, and you've got the next day off, well, I think we're going to see more games on that Sunday. Do you? I think we will start to see. We should. You know what? It's funny. I remember I'm getting a flashback. I'm one of these people. I'm sure you are uh, as well. But I can sort of judge my life and remember my life where I was due to games. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that year. Otherwise, I'd be lost. What year? I don't know. Where was I? Otherwise, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I was at the, you know, I was there back at that that game that year. But I was actually sitting in a bar in the casino um, at the Palace Station, renovated Palace Station in Las Vegas watching that LSU and FS, uh, FSU game last year. And it was a big game, but it was more a curiosity game last year, right? Kelly's first yes. game, you know, FSU, nobody really expected much from, a little bit of a buzz, but it was kind of a, it was a surprise that FSU won the game. This year, the ramifications and the stakes are so much higher for both programs. 
coming in in which you have two quarterbacks that are legitimate, big-time Heisman Trophy candidates. Uh, you have two big-time coaches that are ready, you know, for, you know, big-time traditional programs to bust out. It's a big-time football game, man. As evidence of what you're saying, and Lindy's in their top 25, LSU is five, and Florida State is six. And, wow. then, in, and then in Athlon, LSU is six, and Florida State's seven. So, look, no, no, no question – this will be a top 10 football game. Last year, it was an attractive game. We didn't expect much from it. But, boy, have these two teams grown since then, Gabe. Uh, I'll tell you what. And, you know, on the other side, uh, Brent, as we're coming up against it, I want to get your take on this because this is a big topic of conversation at the SEC meetings. And not turmoil, but it seems like some of the teams – basically are calling out some of the other teams for not scheduling hard enough, right? There's a debate going on about the ninth game saying we already make the championship all the time. And, you know, we are, and we don't need to add a ninth tough game. And then other schools are sort of saying, well, what the hell are we playing tough teams for all the time early when you don't, i.e. Georgia? (laughs) It seems like everybody's sort of calling Georgia out on this. You can explain the dynamic of what's going on, but it's not just so much, guys, like this big battle about a logistic thing. Well, eight or nine games, and, oh, you know, what's the big deal? No, they're more concerned about will they lose more yes. and will it hurt them in yes. the college football playoffs? So we're up against it. But please, yeah, Brad, explain to everybody what's really going on here. Because some people, I think, when they hear, oh, SEC is deciding eight or nine games in the conference, and some people roll their eyes and don't care. But it's, it's interesting, the reasoning why. And it also exposes just how serious the SEC is about the college football playoff. More with Brent on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The 
late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. We don't call it the quickest 100 minutes of sports talk radio for nothing. Time flies by. As always, we're kicking it with the great Brett Beard right now. Love talking college football. We're getting fired up. I feel like the games are like a week away. I wish they were. But life goes uh, fast enough, Brent. You and I, are we're, we're old enough that I don't need to hit the fast forward button. It'll get here when it gets here. <laughs> when I was younger, I used to be like, man, if I could just hit the fast forward button from June to September, that'd be great, right? And like, yes. And now I'm like, when people tell me that, oh, the NFL and college is so far away, I always tell them. Enjoy your life. Don't worry. It'll be here. Like, you know, like the sun rising. The season will be here. <laughs> so, Brett, you, you've you been talking a lot about this SEC schedule stuff. I sort of teased what the debate is. Do I get the, the gist of this right? It's not so much a logistics of like, oh, we don't want to play Tennessee you know, this time. We're, we don't want to play A&M. No. We're talking about Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Florida's of the world are questioning the validity of playing an extra added conference game when they're already in the championship all the time? Uh, This has been going on now for quite a while. I know it's gotten serious over the last three or four years. We've talked about this probably for 20 years. Would the SEC ever go to nine? And they are close to doing that. I think they will uh, certainly at least in the next two or three years. What I believe that, uh, that we're looking at here is an SEC situation where they stay at eight for next year when they bring Oklahoma and Texas in, and then at, and then the playoffs expand. The athletic directors, Gabe, are saying we don't have enough information yet on how the college football playoff is going to affect us and how many teams that we can get in. But look, this is a this is the one thing about this, and your listeners need to. Uh, uh, to appreciate what you've been saying about this over the last several months, and that's this, follow the money. What they want is they want, okay, if we go from eight to nine, ESPN is going to be our carrier. We want ESPN to pony up and give us more money for a ninth game. Well, ESPN has not bought into that yet. It doesn't mean that they will uh, or that they won't necessarily, I believe they will eventually, particularly when Texas and Oklahoma come into play. But ESPN's also got a lot of other situations besides just college football. You're bam on. This is exactly to what I was talking about a couple of minutes ago. They're transitioning. This is not the time to go to them and tell them and shake them down and say, oh, by the way, yeah. we right. want another $650 million because we're adding another game. Yeah. They're going to say, F you. That's not part of the contract. right? Like, uh, and, and look, that 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 is what is going to be the major holdup for this in the long run. But I will say this. I think going to nine, and I'm curious what you think too, I think going to nine, A, will eventually happen. I yes. think B, it, part of it happening is there will be one last Sisters of the Poor that you've got to play, uh, a non-Power 5 game, we mean. And Gabe, look, and I've talked to Florida fans about this. We're an hour away from Gainesville in Jacksonville, what what they're saying is, look, we uh, we don't want to play uh, a non-conference, uh, non-Power 5 game when we can have Bama, Arkansas, A&M, or whoever come to the swamp. We can get excited about that. We've got way too many of these other uh, non-conference games that we don't care about. That's a good point, Brad. So, I think the so, coaches like those other stupid non-conference games, oh, yeah. but 
they don't sell as many tickets. It doesn't create no. the same buzz, right? It's, it's no. not the same. Uh, but the other thing, and you alluded to this earlier, part of the other issue here is if you're at the bottom of the SEC uh, in that echelon of, the, of, um, uh, of those teams, do you want to bring on another powerhouse and lose another game? And keep yourself out of a bowl game now. So yeah. One yeah. last win. Right. So you've got that going on. Uh, with Sam this. Pittman had a good quote. He goes, to me, this is a, he goes, this one hit me. The system is not broken. And he goes on to say, Georgia won the last two years. Alabama before that. Uh, LSU before that. And if you dig in, actually, guys, the SEC's won 13 <laughs> of the last 16 national championships. Yes. Uh, playing eight conference games. So they raise a very valid point as far as like you know, why why should we make life tougher on ourselves? I like what one 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 guy said here is one of the unnamed quotes was we need to start rewarding teams um, that actually play a tougher schedule, and this this has been going on forever, right? In college football, yes. And I find it intriguing though, Brent, that the schools are willing to make it tougher to win on their own coaches. And own teams for more money, though. That's that. I guess that's what I'm getting at. That's where we're at right here, right now. Uh, well, like, you know what, USC. You know what, Lincoln Riley didn't want to go to the Big Ten. He didn't want to do it. He didn't know. Right. right. He didn't have control of it. He doesn't want to now play in the snow. He's not a snow guy. Now, you know, what I mean, it's just. But you and I talked about it. They're getting so much more money. They're like, yeah, who cares? We're playing in the cold. Well, and see, here's the other thing too, Gabe. Uh, what's, I think what's going to take. It's going to add some pressure. It's going to take away. Uh, from the college football playoff. And what I mean by that is uh, there's pressure to get in. But, look, you can't tell me that even a two-loss top-10 team can't still get in the playoffs because they will be able to do that. We're going to see some teams, particularly from these power leagues and the Big Ten and the SEC, that they're going to have three losses uh, or they may get hot late in the season but they're still going to be able to make the playoffs. And believe me, Gabe, that's going to be extremely important for these teams. Brett Beard with us for a couple more moments. Uh, Brett, I always look forward to seeing what you guys come up with with the SEC media uh, projections. They're not always accurate, right? There's always a team that's going to surprise uh, people. But I got to tell you, I'm somewhat surprised here. Uh, This is from what the odds makers, reputable books, Caesar Sportsbook, and others have copied it, Brent. Georgia are basically they're they're a pick them to win the SEC. They're minus one ten. Alabama is plus two forty. LSU checking in at nearly five to one. Then there's a big drop off to A and M. I think you know I think the odds makers are sleeping on LSU a little bit, and they're giving they're giving Bama a benefit of the doubt. And honestly, I, you're not a betting man. We are Brent, but I'll tell you what, like Georgia should be minus money anything to win right now. Yeah. They have a cupcake yeah. schedule. They're going to be in the SEC championship game. It's as simple as this. I mean, let's just be real. Well, although I'm not a gambler, I always pay attention to the odds because these guys know something. Uh, they, they've got information other people don't. Yeah, they're better at ranking things than the media. It, You're betting yes. on, Brent. If you want to know like a top 25, look at the odds and see what the odds makers no, think. D- no teams. doubt. But, but here, Gabe, tell me if this is going to surprise you. I'm telling you, when we go to Nashville for media days, the media are going to vote LSU over Alabama in the Western Division yeah, because, I agree. Uh, because they've got Jane Daniels returning and Alabama's not sure yet who the quarterback uh, is going to be. Now, let me tell you this. Speaking of surprises, and Lindy's, they've got, uh, as far as the top, 
they've got Texas A&M at 30. They've got Texas A&M fifth in the Western Division. Now, Gabe, uh, I think I know the answer to this, but did A&M bring in Jimbo Fisher to be fifth in the Western Division and 30th in the nation? Man, I got, I got, I got to believe that there's a booster somewhere right now in Texas that's listening to this and/or reading a magazine, thinking the exact same thing. This is what we paid for. <laughs> like, right. Oh, this, yeah. is, this is this is this is what we paid for. Uh, I'm really, you know, I'm intrigued. I'm curious. You know, one team. Listen, I'm not saying they're going to win, but I'll tell you what. Have fun trying to stop their run game with Jefferson and uh, Rocket Sanders back with Arkansas. Uh, and KJ Jefferson. Uh, comes back at quarterback. If if their defense is better, um, and they lost Drew Sanders to to the NFL, uh, but uh, but Arkansas, to your point, uh, could be very good. Now Jalen Catlin is going to the NFL. He was never healthy for Arkansas, but he he is very good. So I I would I would agree with that totally. KJ Jefferson certainly is a behemoth uh, in a lot of ways, and. He's going under center more this year instead of the shotgun, which may actually uh, prepare him better to go to the NFL, and he won't be as hurt as often as he was during his career. Brent Beard uh, with us. It's the calm before the <laughs> storm. Uh, it, re- it really is. And um, I just you know, can't wait to start playing the games. I've had enough of, like, the business side of things and this yeah. and that. and. Yeah. You know, teams teams leaving this and that, and now we already have. Uh, there's the Colorado news. Colorado and substantive. Uh, um, they're in deep talks right now uh, with the Big Twelve. And you know, we're basically in an era right now. Every man for themselves, but suddenly Colorado becomes a lot more attractive because of the Deion Sanders well, um, angle. So people want a piece of Colorado now. Suddenly, they do. I don't think they'll be very good this year. They've just had too much turnover. But watch the expansion situation. And he's using that for a launching pad too. He's going to he bolt did. there quickly. Yeah, of like people are going to don't get too attached to this with him there. Now, now, <laughs> now my big thing is I don't judge him for it. Everybody does. I'm just warning they people. They do. They do. Uh, a, a, absolutely. And now, Gabe, here's the other thing, and we can't lose sight of this: Washington and Oregon in the Pac-12. Uh, the talks died down a little bit, and but and I'm I'm not saying it's going away. Of course. Big Ten bringing in USC and UCLA. Uh, but my question is, uh, don't forget about Oregon and Washington and that link to the Big Ten. They both want in. But we yeah, got to get out of here, Brett. They both want in, yet the Big Ten is getting elitist, and they're like, well, you know, yeah, the Ducks, you guys are flashy and all this, but your TV market doesn't really mean much to us. And I hate to say it, and you know, because yeah. Washington wants in, and Washington's a yes. dude. Washington and Michigan have been playing each other forever. It's a perfect natural yeah, fit. It is. And to me, if we're doing it, how the hell is Stanford not in, right? If you really uh, want to talk about yeah. education and stuff, but then it's a virtual conference. We got to yeah. go, Brad. You're the best. Always, thanks, Brad. My pleasure, Dave. Take care. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. 
Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. This is Sportridge. I am Gable Morency. The Friday Night Free Show continues. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust up, and everybody else in between. Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, wherever you may be this evening. We've been talking a lot of NBA Finals uh, this week, and rightfully so, and obviously so. But it's time to drop the puck. The Stanley Cup Finals are set to begin. The Las Vegas Golden Knights, just the third team in NHL history to play in their second Stanley Cup just six years into existence, the St. Louis Blues did it as an expansion team in the late um, the late '60s, going into uh, 1970, and uh, the Edmonton Oilers did it when they came from the WHA. St. Louis was super impressive at that time. It was a hell of a long time ago. The Edmonton Oilers were a little bit different. They had a player like uh, called Wayne Gretzky. He was like kind of pretty good. <laughs> so it was a little bit different. The Oilers were already a real team uh, coming from a real league in the WHA. Younger people don't realize the World Hockey Association, you know, we have all these rival leagues. Like now the USFL doesn't try to be a rival to the NFL, right? The XFL is not trying to be a rival. Nobody's, you know, nobody tries to be rivals to these major professional sports leagues because it's insane and you're not going to be able to pull it off and you don't have the money and you don't have the players to do it. But the WHA did it. In the 70s, and it was actually uh, Bobby Hall who they got first, but, you know, the NHL kind of laughed at them and said, yeah, you guys, yeah, build your little hockey league, and they did, and, you know, next thing you knew, they had Wayne Gretzky in the WHA, and it was like, oh, this is like, this is pretty real. That's how the Edmonton Oilers got into the NHL. The Edmonton Oilers, the Quebec Nordiques, um, the Winnipeg Jets, Hartford Whalers, the the super successful WHA teams, um, merged and uh, became NHL teams. But nevertheless, here we go. And, you know, it's almost deja vu all over again in the sense that nobody, including myself, gave the Florida Panthers a snowball's hell in Florida a chance of beating the Boston Bruins. They beat the Boston Bruins. The Toronto Maple Leafs, well, the Leafs are a team that hadn't won a playoff series in 19 years. They won their playoff series Still, I thought the Toronto Maple Leafs were going to beat the Florida Panthers. They didn't. You know, when they played, by the time it got to the Carolina Hurricanes, it was like, well, you can't really doubt this team, but I thought Carolina were the better team. And they were. I mean, the fact of the matter is, man, the Florida Panthers run that they're on and they, their, their accomplishments really is incredible 
and that they beat the number one team in the regular season this year, the Boston Bruins. But Bruins just weren't like the number one team in the league this year. They were like one of the, the best records in the history of the National Hockey League. They beat them. So they beat the number one seed. The, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs had the fourth best record in the National Hockey League. They beat them. The Carolina Hurricanes had the second best record in the National Hockey League. They beat them. Uh, so now you're going to tell me they can't beat the Las Vegas Golden Knights? And a lot of people think, no, well, they really can't. And, you know, I, I brought it up, and it's been a couple of days since the Panthers have played, you know, but, I, you know, since the, since the sweep. But, and I've been watching hockey a long time. I played hockey. I've been around the game a long time. And I was thinking, man, like, I can't really recall a goalie as good and as hot, you know, playing as well as Bobrovsky has, or at least I should say, carry the team as much as this goalie has right now since Patrick Waugh. That was the, you know, and I went back to 1993. And I brought up Dominic Hasek. Dominic Hasek with the Buffalo Sabres. You know, he won his cup after with the Wings, right? But when he was with the Sabres and they went to the cup, it was sort of similar. It was like, man, this guy is unbelievable. You can't beat him. And he's, you know, they have a chance to win any game that they're in because of their goalie. And that's the deal right now with Bobrovsky. Florida are a solid team already, but Bobrovsky is just like next level. And I can't help but think about the comparisons back to like Patrick Waugh and that 1993 Montreal Canadiens team. To put it in perspective, so we just had Coach Barry Melrose on recently who coached the LA Kings against the Canadiens in 93. The uh, Montreal Canadiens in 1993, guys, they won 10 consecutive overtime games in the playoffs. Is that like you're a great team, or is it like destiny at that point? You know what I'm saying? Well, the Florida Panthers are 6-0 in overtime in, in the postseason this year. They're 9-1 in one-goal games. It is very reminiscent of the 1993 Montreal Canadiens. And, of course, Patrick Waugh won the, uh, the Conn Smythe Trophy. And as good as Kachuk has been, it's going to be hard not to say, listen, man, what Bobrovsky has done – is just next level. All right. Uh, so uh, Bobrovsky, a two-time Vezina winner. He actually lost his starting job this year. And he wasn't trusted in the Boston series. They were like, man, I don't know. Like, we'll see. And then, boom. All right. So um, in the Boston series and then Toronto. And then he posted a 1.12 goals against average and a 9.668 percentage against the Carolina so as well as he played, and then, you know, he's even turned it up a notch. We talk about Matthew Kachuk. This guy has scored three overtime winners. All right, he's got 21 points in the playoffs. So for all you Vegas Golden Knight fans ready to, you know, planning the Stanley Cup celebration, I'd say slow down a little bit. We told you before the NBA Finals started that I thought Denver was too much for Miami. You know, listen, I respect Miami and stuff, but we, we laid the bet, minus one and a half. And I said, listen, this will go five, six games. The Stanley Cup Finals, this is going to be more competitive. This is going to be a battle. These two teams played each other uh, twice this year. They played March 7th, not that long ago. The Florida Panthers beat the Vegas Golden Knights 2-1. That game was in Sunrise, Florida. The total was six and a half. It stayed under the number, obviously. They played on January the 12th in Las Vegas, and the Vegas Golden Knights beat them 4-2. 
But we should note, Vegas have been a pretty solid team and a very good team all year for the most part. They've had their ups and downs like everybody, but the Panthers really weren't a great regular season team, right? They were battling for a playoff spot until the final days of the regular season. And as we've often talked about, if the Pittsburgh Penguins didn't lose to the Chicago Blackhawks on April the 11th, the Florida Panthers would have been eliminated from playoff contention. That's how close it was to them not even making it, and here they are right now. I know that a lot of traditional hockey markets and hockey fans aren't, you know, overly excited about this because it's Las Vegas and because it's Florida and, you know, there's not that sort of, you know, it's not the New York Rangers. It's not an insult to anybody, but people like, you know, the Bruins, the Rangers, the Red Wings, the Maple Leaf, the Canadians, these sort of traditional big-time teams that have hockey mad bases. But it's hard to dispute that Vegas doesn't have a hockey mad base. Yeah, there's some visiting fans that go to the games, but so what? Right? Like, there's still, you know, how many? There's, what, 19,000 people in that arena? You know, 19.8 or whatever? Basically, like, 16,000 of them are diehard night fans. And here are the Knights. You know, I was thinking about this, too, because there is some bitterness about it. Wow, their second cup appearance in six years. There's six guys, right? There's six guys that were on the team that lost the Stanley Cup. But if you look at the players that are on the Las Vegas Golden Knights, it's a lot of guys that have been in the league for a while. They don't really have that too many young guys on the team. They're actually kind of a veteran team. You know, Jack Eichel's been around a while. It's just he was always hurt. He was on the Sabres. Yeah, Johnny Marchessault has been around forever. Marchessault was like on the Florida Panthers who put him in the expansion draft, and it's how he ended up in Vegas. <laughs> Same with Riley Smith. So, you know, there's, a, there's some weird synergies going on here. I just laid out, you know, all this stuff about Florida, and I mean every word that I said about this Florida team. You know, it's very difficult to want to get in front of them. As we noted, too, so it was 4 2 and 2 1. We got five and a half up on the board. I'm not going to tempt it. Put it this way. Five and a half is a tough number in a hockey game. Because, you know, a game can be 2-2, and next thing you know, it's 3-2, and then you get an empty netter, and you lose 4-2, and you lose your, your total bet by half a puck. But with that being stated, depending on how many games they play in this series, I'm telling you, there will be more. There's going to be more unders than overs in this series. Because for all the talk of Bobrovsky, Aiden Hill is playing as good as Bobrovsky is right now. And I know it's crazy to say, but whatever. Like Aiden Hill keeps on having a shutout every couple of games. I think this is going to be really hard fought, as in, like, goals are going to be hard to come by. Both teams don't really make mistakes. Vegas make more mistakes than Florida do. That's the whole thing with Florida, guys. The Florida Panthers, they don't make mistakes. So they're basically like their number one goal when they're on the ice is, you know, sort of like if you think like a soccer team, number one is, listen, don't not only like are we not going to get scored on, don't let the ball or the puck get in a bad spot that we don't, in a dangerous area. Like Florida's like big, their biggest thing, like if you ask what's the number one thing, get the puck out of the zone. Like that's their number one thing, get the puck out of the zone. Remember when Kachuk got banged up in one of the games and they said, what happens if your captain can't come back? And I forget who it was on the Panthers, but he said, he said, it doesn't matter who's on the ice. He goes, all we need to do is get the puck out of our zone and not make mistakes. And it's almost like they've been brainwashed. Get the puck out of the zone. Don't make a mistake. Get the puck out of the zone. And they capitalize when you make a mistake. That's what makes them, uh, you know, they're, they're counter-strike. They really counter-strike. And Vegas are similar 
But Vegas are more aggressive. Like, Vegas defensemen will pinch more. They're more aggressive offensively. But the thing with Vegas is if you make a mistake and or if you let them in a dangerous area, they'll score. We saw that against the Edmonton Oilers. Like, Vegas don't need, like, 10 opportunities to get one goal. You give them one opportunity, they might bury it. You know what I mean? Like, some teams need, like, you know what I mean, like a barrage of 18 shots to get a goal in. Vegas or more, you know what I mean? Boom. Oh, man, you left them open, and Eichel just buried it, man. Marsha so just scored again. Right? It's like one of those deals. But this is going to be a hard-fought series. And I'll tell you what right now. Overtimes, everybody. Overtime, overtime, overtime. You don't have – every game doesn't have to go to overtime for us to make money on this. And, you know, these games are going to be so close. This series is going to be so, you know, contested. I think we're probably going seven. I get, It's going six. It ain't being five, so it's going six or seven. And let's say it goes six games. I wouldn't be surprised if two or three of them uh, – if two or three of them were overtime games. Like, if it goes seven games, I think we could probably squeeze out, like, three overtimes – We've seen there's been a million overtimes already in the playoffs. And I wouldn't really expect this like to be any any different. I mean, this is Stanley Cup, man. These teams are very evenly matched. Yes, Vegas are a little bit more talented. But we're getting plus 300. Do the math, right? So let's, let's play, you know, game one to go to overtime. And if it doesn't, all right, we'll play game two to go to overtime. One of them goes to overtime. We're making money at plus 300. Hey, they both hit, then we're laughing. The Florida Panthers, we just talked about it. They've had six overtimes. They've gone they've gone overtime six times in the playoffs. They played three rounds, so that's an average of two. You know what I mean? So that's six overtimes. We also just talked about the fact that they played ten games that are one-goal games. They're 9-1 and one in one-goal games. Therefore, we know, like, they're going to be in games. Like, these, these games are going to be freaking close. As I stated, the only way that we can pop up and maybe, you know, it's it's those empty netters, but I think we can also look at a lot of 3-2s here, guys. 3-2 is like a very common score between competitive teams in a, in a playoff situation. And you can get pretty good money and not even worry about who's going to win the game. So the Florida Panthers to win game one, 3-2, is 9-1. Game doesn't even need to go to overtime, but if it does, you're in a good spot. Nine to one. And you can take Florida at uh, nine to one and Vegas at plus 850. I'm not a mathematician, but as you see, it's not bad numbers, right? Either team wins 3 2. You're making some pretty good money right there. The late night anchor management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The Friday Night Freak Show, Series XM Channel 159 Sports Grid, Radio Networks. Let's do this thing. Man, quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. We're not kidding. I've said it a million times uh, before. This is a very quick uh, three hours, man. We move fast here, right? We've got a ton of guests on the program. Massive weekend of sports action going on. And, you know, I don't like repeating myself, but we live in a society that people have a shorter attention span than a goldfish. And not to mention, I know not everybody can tune in to uh, our show six hours a day. We're on three hours earlier, and then we're on three hours at night. But this series with the Las Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers is going to be a battle. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's going to be a long, prolonged series. This series is going six games. I'll tell you that right now. So it's just basically how you want to handicap this thing and how you want to approach it. But this series is going to be going at least six, if not seven games. And I wouldn't be booking the parade just yet uh, in Vegas. All right, now, as far as parades, I don't know. I think they can probably start booking that parade route. I know we're going to hear, ah, the Miami Heat are done. No one's believed in us and all this stuff. Man, the Denver Nuggets don't even need to play good, uh, and they beat you. All right, It's almost championship weekend uh, this weekend. we got Formula One in Spain as well. Lewis Hamilton has actually um, you know, dominated and owned it there. I think he can get on the podium, but we're not getting in front of Max Verstappen, of course. Formula One is a tough sport to bet on because you got to get your plays in earlier in the week. Right, Stuff changes after practice. Stuff changes after qualification. Stuff is always changing all the time in the world of Formula One. But we got a great weekend of sports action going on. And, of course, the French Open is going to start uh, to get real uh, as well. Under 20, World Cup of Soccer. Man, we've been on top of everything this week. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, we got the Under 20 World Cup of Soccer. And we're into the knockout stages and the knockout rounds, of course. Israel and Brazil on the card here, and it's a nice run for the Israelis, but they're going to be in tough against uh, Brazil on Saturday in Colombia and Italy. It's going to be a fun game as well. we got UFC fight nights. Just, you know, great weekend of sports. Calm before the storm right now as we get ready to drop the puck in the Stanley Cup uh, finals. So as we've stated, I've already said I think the Las Vegas Golden Knights are going to win, and I do think they're going to win. I sort of have a vision of them getting screwed over and, like, actually winning on the road. That, that game six, but Florida just has that propensity, man, to, you know, everything goes to overtime. Everything is not easy against these guys. This series going six or seven games. Bring it. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.